Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Inside the Ring Podcast Network. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And you've been warned. It's one of those. It is one of those. I promise you it'll be one of those. You haven't heard from us in two weeks. And I promise you that we are back and better than ever. And by that, I mean manic as ever. And by that, I mean we are freaking out about our favorite hockey team. We know you are, too. We're freaking out about life around us. We're just freaking out. (laughs) We're just freaking out all across the board. So welcome in, everyone. I wish I had a dollar for every time I started an episode manic as hell to be followed up immediately by Laura half-ass woohooing. I think that there's like there's a count. There's a count on this. Um, it it's all starts a solid sixty of two hundred. It has to be, and it all starts with me realizing that I left all of my podcast equipment in Ohio. So if I sound like hot garbage and you only want to listen to Laura speak during the episode, feel free. I won't be offended. Uh, but everything is still in Ohio and it will be there until Christmas. So um, get used to hearing me like this, at least for the next two or three episodes. But then after that, I will have my things back. So it shall, it shall be okay. At least our Chris, our after Christmas episode will sound great. Hey, Lord knows. I'm sure we're going to have stuff to talk about. (laughs) That's true. Can't wait. It's going to be so good. Uh, also, before we even get started on anything else, it, this is Blue Jackets related. I'm talking about the Blue Jackets before I talk about how we are, which is weird for us. That's but true. It, it does relate to like my next time I'm in town. Do you know, I, I think five people are going to be at that game on the 29th. You know they're going to move the time, right? Yeah, you're right. They are, they're going to have to. That's a good point. They did that last year too, right? Or the year before? Last year. Yeah, good point. I, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, no good point. Yeah, that's gonna oh, that go. Be, that's that gonna go nice. from a evening game to a one o'clock start or a noon what, start. What, what day of the week is the 29th, though? A Friday. Friday. Maybe I guess we'll see. Because last year I think that that game was on a Saturday or a Sunday, and that was why they were able to do it. Or no, it was on the first. I think. I don't. Remember. Yeah, the 29th is a Friday, but that's where the that's when they said that bowl game is is the 29th. It is, yeah. No, they are playing on the 29th. It's just going to be interesting. But anyway, okay. Let's go. Let's we'll bring it back. We'll yeah, bring it back. So to our no worries. Show they're they're going to bow down to the Lord of all Ohio State and wow. move move the Blue Jackets to an afternoon an afternoon game. So yeah, if they know what's good for them, they will. But anyway, okay. And well, they will subject us to doing the OHIO at uh, some point. I don't think that we should do that. Anyway. Welcome in, everybody. It is another week here on the show where we wish we were talking about better hockey than we are going to, but it is what it is. So um, we also probably wish that we had like better banter at the beginning, but I think that Laura and I both, if we've given you any impression over the course of the last few weeks, it's that it's been a hot mess for both of us for a number of different reasons. Uh, Laura, I'll let you start. What's going on in your neck of the woods? <laughs> sound like Al Roker. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing over here? Am I turning a hundred? Am I Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Whichever <laughs> one, which would you prefer? <laughs> Neither, honestly. Um, 
Although I do share a body type with Winnie the Pooh. Oh I just my God, prefer pants up. more than he does. Oh, um, see, I don't. I know. I'm wearing them right now, though. Proud. Progress. Very proud. Um, things are things. Um, therapy is hard, y'all. But so good. Yeah, but it's no, hard. But so good. I said, yeah, it is yeah. so good, but it's so hard. I think we should say, yeah, and it's so hard. Because I think but, like, takes away from the yeah. <laughs> it's so good, but also no. so hard. <laughs> no, it's so good, and it's so hard. It's so good, and it's so Thank hard. Oh so much. Thank you. That was really good work. We got there. We got there. We're doing the work of therapy here right now. True. So I'm tired emotionally, which also makes me physically tired. Um, Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's not fun to open up wounds that you have buried for decades. And welcome to therapy, everybody. This is it. This is it. Yeah. This is what we're so good at as humans is burying things. And then one day we're like, oh, let's talk to somebody who has letters at the end of their name. And then it all comes out. It's weird how that happens. It's very weird. I will say that my therapist was glad because my first three sessions I did while I was in my office at work. And because I, you know, I think that I can contain myself. And I can't. Um and so when I she came on the Zoom call this past Monday, she was like, oh, new surroundings, because I was at home. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm at home. And she's like, good, good. I think that's good. Yeah. And oh, my God. You're doing, you're, doing, you're doing therapy at work? Yeah. Oh, it was just man. like the first couple of sessions, because it's all like beginner stuff. Sure. From now on, though, home, right? Yeah, no. This okay, past sweet. week or this past Monday, I I don't think I I don't think I should do it with my neighbors <laughs> present. <laughs> I kind no, of feel yeah. like I should sit in my garage. <laughs> Is there space? If I take Mabel out, yeah. No, okay, you know, my mom stress cleaned it. That's true. That's a fair point. I forgot about that. So my life is chaos. I to be the Vegas as possible. I don't like waiting, and I have been doing having to do a lot of waiting. And idle, much like idle hands do the devil's work, and idle mind leads to dark, sad places. So, and the blue jackets suck. So <laughs> I'm not getting joy. Yeah, your cup is not being filled really by anything right now. <laughs> but, you know, I fill that with projects and deciding to make a soup that takes six hours when I didn't get home from work until 630. Um, yeah, that was impressive. I made soup tonight for dinner, but I also made it like a soup that could be made in like 30 minutes. So, yeah, no. If I make, I made Italian wedding soup, listeners, and if you make it the right way, it takes hours. And I did it the right way because I needed a distraction. And that distraction was 
soup. And oh it needs to stop being me buying things off Amazon. So. Soup it know, is. Soup it is. Fair. But I'm looking towards positives. My niece is turning eight years old this weekend. Insane. It is my dad's first wedding anniversary this weekend. Wow. I'm having a Pitzel day with friend of the show, Megan. Oh, God. On Saturday. So it's going to be great. Who wants Pitzels? God, they're really good as long. I don't, I, you know me. It's not you. I just I know. And this is not my thing. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, I just haven't acquired it. I don't know if I want to, to be fair. <laughs> like, I just know the fact that, like, when I walk into your house, you're going to do this this Saturday. I'm going to walk into your house late December, and I'm going to be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. You know, it lingers for sure. My old apartment smelled, well, I had to make, like, over 20 dozen of them last year. That's Which true. I probably talked about on the show. But I had to make a shit ton of them last year um, for my dad's wedding. And my former apartment smelled of anise until at least February. So. Correct. It is a smell that lingers. But it's a smell I've been accustomed to my entire life. So I don't mind it. It smells like Christmas to me. That's fair. I can see that. It's associated. Tis associated. But enough about my dumpster fire of life. How are you? I'm good. One of the things that I know did fill both of our cups was our lovely friend and graphic designer, Steven, got married this last weekend. Oh my God, I'm such an asshole. I didn't even say anything. Steven, I love you. No, you're not. I, so that was fun. I got to officiate it, which was weird. And that's like kind of half truth. Like they did, in fact, get married. Like Kat is out of the bag. They got married back in March. But um, (laughs) I did like, do the ceremony which was fun like it was really fun to be a part of it in that way and you um, did such a good job thank you so much thank you uh so it was fun then i mean that was kind of like the bookend i guess i'm doing this kind of like backwards in order so as we you got, wanna we got to watch the crew win at their wedding or oh my god it was so good it will never happen for us <laughs> i just it was so good it was so fun uh, to be there watching that and and it's fun to like um you know a number of his buddies and i that was like kind of like the one connection that we had and like just experience because steven and i for people who may not may not know like the context and may you also get it confused because we have multiple friends of the show named steven so steven nashville predators fan steven who is probably our most recurring guest ever he and i lived together my freshman year of, of college we lived together we were fraternity brothers we did all all this stuff right um was in his wedding that kind of deal steven this steven our graphic designer lived with him my senior year of college he was also a fraternity brother we soccer fans together like when, i remember steven and i went to like endeavor the day that the crew got saved and like just were there like doing the whole like fuck pre-court like stuff like all that stuff right um and so that was this steven and so 
his he's had friends come into town like when we were living together that we would go to like crew games together and that was like the only time we'd ever met because he's originally from new york and so it was like oh okay like these people i know and then it was fun to then watch like you said the crew come back and win they did have a tv in their wedding venue and they did uh do apple <laughs> tv they like did do um they streamed it through apple play and very much did play the game and it was fun that was fun to see that place went crazy it did it was fun we had glow sticks and everything it was great yeah i know it was everything you wanted it to be and more might as well have been in the nordeca but (laughs) no so obviously as people know i was in town in columbus for thanksgiving and did that whole thing and then i actually left on monday to go to tampa and I was there for the week for a conference for work, which was really good. I always like that because, like, the one time I don't have to tell people what I do for a job. It's really nice. Uh, like, I have a really weird job, guys. I don't even think that everybody who listens to the show fully understands. I just kind of talk about it very vaguely here. But it's a weird freaking job. And so it's nice to be around people who also have weird jobs. They ask me a lot what you do as a job, too. And you know what? I understand. Because I, even I sometimes I'm like, huh? what we have uh our i so i'll let everybody in a little bit more i oversee an entire group community at the college that i work at and oh also <laughs> before we get too deep into this some of my students found my podcast and so if you're listening to this hi friends yeah if you're listening to this <laughs> shout out to the brothers of delta Todd delta fraternity but um <laughs> i forgot about that just now um so I oversee this Greek community and I love what I do. Like it's, I mean, like it's like Laura will tell you that she's the first person to be like, why do you do this job? And she'll also be the first person to tell you it's because I love it so much and not like in a bad way. Why do you do it? But like, she's probably the person who sees more than anybody, like the weirdness of it and like how taxing it can be at times. And so the sororities had their last like meeting uh, the other day and it was funny because I was like recounting. I was like, "Oh yeah, through all of the cleaning dead mice out of a porta potty and this." And I'm like, "What is my job? <laughs> it's my job." <laughs> um, but Why did you clean dead mice out of a porta potty? Recruitment, recruitment. Oh, yeah. There was a photo of it too. Um, and to be fair, it was only one mouse. So mice maybe it was dramatic, but I think it deserves to be. Right. Yeah. I think so. Thank you. I would not have cleaned a dead mouse out of a porta potty. I know. I, I know yeah. you wouldn't have. But you, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that was nice to be able to be there. And the weather was not as warm as you would think when you hear Tampa. Not great. That was not fun. But no, it was good. I then came back. I'm tired because my travel was so like. It's one of those things where like flew in pretty early, like on Friday, so that way I didn't miss the wedding rehearsal <laughs> in case anything got delayed. Managed that just fine. Uh, so yeah, it's been good. I just have felt a little out of touch. I had an opportunity to go to, this is kind of hockey related. Um, I was down in Tampa for two lightning games. Didn't go to a single one. That's okay by me. But I, my hotel was so close to Emily Arena that they at some point a goal horn went off and I don't know if it was like in Thunder Alley or whatnot, but I was driving and I freaked out. I was like, what the fuck is that? 
did not handle that well at all. I also may or may not have told him to spit on their arena. <laughs> I didn't, unfortunately. I did not get close enough at any point in time to make that happen because I'm not really a distant spitter. Um, so wasn't going to happen from the hotel room. But yeah, no, it was it was fun. And now I'm just still trying to recover. My apartment looks like a garbage fire. I need to do laundry in the worst way. And yet I know the second that we're done recording this, I will hit end recording and I will be going to sleep. So no laundry tonight, but that's okay. That is a-okay with me because I also have therapy in the morning. Love that. Oh, I'm still it's trying Thursday, to decide. It's a Thursday week. Yeah, it's a Thursday week. Next week is a Friday week. So got to keep remembering that. It does kind of throw off my weeks, I've realized, because I do feel like tomorrow's Friday because I have therapy and it's not. It is not. So the therapy will be good. I've missed my girl, Ashley. I don't know if she's missed me. I'm sure she has in some way. I make her laugh sometimes. And I don't know if it's a pity laugh or if it's like, oh, you're actually kind of funny. It's probably both. She's missed your money, probably. No, she still gets it. Like, she likes, it's like, I'm always like a cycle behind. Like, she's still been getting it. She's fine. Mm. She'll be all right. I have faith. And she's got a loyal customer in me, let me tell you. So she's fine. But, but no, so. And it's a good thing that she has, that I have her, because the Columbus Blue Jackets make me want to go to therapy in a bad way. Laura, what's going on? there's such glimmers of hope and then just complete destruction right and I it's almost it does feel you would think that those glimmers of hope would sustain people through the things that end up then happening but I actually almost feel like those glimmers of hope have made it worse in the sense that it's it's a glimpse at what could be and then we're being given something different if that makes sense. Well, I think what you're saying is that the glimmers of hope are so bright and they do so great. And then when they do bad, it's the equal amount of bad. And this is who you're getting on the show tonight from me. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you who you're getting from Laura. Cause that's her truth. It's not mine. Who am I oh, to tell okay. you what Laura's feeling? Um, I, you could probably name players. You could say names of players. There's probably three that I would tell you that I'm okay with not getting rid of. Like, I'm, like, at the point where, like, I am just so fed up with everything that I'm, like, so we're probably going to be a little different here. I think that you're probably, like, feeling a little bit more optimistic still than I am. I personally want to burn everything to the ground. We're coming at this from maybe different places. But even the glimmers of hope, I'm not even getting all that excited about. Like, I'm finding myself, like, not even getting super pumped about. Unless it has to do with, like, a glimmer of hope that's, like, not only just in in the immediate but also is looking like it's going to be a positive for years to come if that makes sense got it i mean i wouldn't say i'm all like sunshine and rainbows that's not the case but i don't think that we need to burn it down um it's just and i'm not gonna say we need to work through it that's not it either but like it yeah i have more than three players that i would keep and I probably do too. It might be four. It might be four. And I don't even mean that. But like, it's it's just been such a hard. It's been hard. Like I, that's all I have to say about it. Like it has just been hard. And I, 
I think multiple things can be true at once. And that's what makes this whole thing difficult, at least from, from my perspective is like, I listened to just this morning. I was on my way. I've like started listening. We're no way, shape or form sponsored by iHeartRadio, <laughs> but I recently downloaded it and have been listening to like 97.1, the fan on my way to work. Cause I like their morning show. I don't really love common man and T-bone, but I, I actually like the morning juice. And so this morning, serendipitously, I'm like, I can't catch a fucking break. I, <laughs> the first segment after I turn it on and I get my car, Pascal Vincent calls in to the show on Wednesday mornings. Apparently, I was like, motherfucker, of course. Well, yeah, because Corpse used to do that. Well, that was for, uh, what's it called? Rothman and Ice. That was for Hockey and Hounds or whatever it was. Mm. But, ugh. I was like, man, I really can't catch a break. And and it's like the same stuff, right? Like, I mean, like, and when I say I can't catch a break, that, I don't mean that in any disrespect to Pascal Vincent. I'm just like, man, I just wanted to listen to them bitch about Ohio State football because I think it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and they they weren't. They were talking about the Blue Jackets, which I find significantly less funny. <laughs> I actually laughed not at all <laughs> the entire time. But, yeah, I, you know, it's it's exactly what you just said though. Like, oh, like this is a young team. We have to get through it. I'm like, Pazzy, baby. Pazzy. Pazzy, I can't hear that anymore. And I'm not even saying that you're wrong, but I can't hear it. <laughs> Again, two things can be true at once. That could be fact, but the other fact of the matter is for me, I can't hear that again. I can't hear it anymore. I cannot hear this whole like we have to learn from this. We have to this that and the other. It's like, what's what we learned? When did we stop learning? Ah, I can't do it. It kills me. Yeah, as people who are education edu- educator adjacent, um, sometimes you just feel like you're tired of of the learning. We've been going to school for a minute. I'm ready to take the test. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I just can't wrap my brain around this anymore. This whole idea of like, well, like, and then also like, I think that's half-assed true as well. In the sense that, like, I still don't know if they even know what this season is about. You know, like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know when I watch this team play. I'm like, do they think that they're a playoff team? Or do they think that this year is down the trash and they have to be developing their young players? Like, it never feels consistent to me. Well, I don't know that they don't know what the season is. I do think it depends a little bit on the day. But I don't think that their expectation is that they're a playoff team. But I think the expectation is that they needed to finish above 31st. Like, and we're at 30th right now. So, goal accomplished. Which also, looking at the NHL standings today, I was like, oh, we're not last in the East. That's nice. We're one point above Ottawa. We've played seven more games in Ottawa. Why has Ottawa only played 20 games and we've played 27? Because That's they weird. went to Europe. So did the league. Like, a lot of teams went to Europe and didn't only play 20 games. Like, they, like, are really slow getting out of the gate even still. Like, they and, – and also, we're on the, like, upper end of teams who have played games, which I feel like that always happens to us. I don't know what that's about, but I always feel like we well, have a like when we, schedule. When we played Ottawa last week – um, the big thing was um, that they that we had so, played so many more games than they had. It's wild. That's really weird. But nevertheless, bringing it back, I 
I guess what I'm saying is like it goes from being this whole thing of like we're gonna we're gonna bench the guys who aren't pulling their weight, who we're not seeing what we need out of them because our young guys are on, our young guys are on, our young guys are on, and then and then you get into a game like last night against LA and the young guys don't play um, <laughs> nearly as much. And it's like, okay, but wait, like what, what's the goal here again though, right? Like, you know, in his, in his interview this morning, Pazzy was talking about how, you know, on any, on most NHL rosters, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the number one center, the Kings, he's the number three guy. So you're trying to put them in situations to get quality matchups against people, uh, you know, and, and I'm sorry, but like the, the fact of the matter is like our number one hope at center is a player like Adam Fantilli, right? And you're not putting him out in moments like that to like test guys like a Pierre Luc Dubois, like to see one to see what you've got. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that Adam Fantilli needs to be a better player right now than Pierre Luc Dubois is right now. I'm sure as hell a lot better than he was when he was 18, I'll tell you that. But you know, it's I just I don't know what I want either, right? Like, I think that that's the hard part too, is like, I don't know what I want to see this turn into because you're already at a point where this part of the NHL schedule, I think sucks because you're starting to get to a place where like, you know who the top teams are. They are kind of, you have a sample size that's large enough now to where you can see it. You know who the bottom teams are. Again, sample size, large enough to see it. And then you've got this weird little middle that kind of just exists. But largely, you can kind of see how this is shaping up already. And I think that when we're in this position again for the fourth year in a row, where, frankly, we're there again. Like, we are, we're in that bottom third that I'm mentioning where the season is lost for all intents. Like, I know that you have your rare cases of a St. Louis Blues bottom to top, January to June. I hear you, and I don't want to invalidate that. It's not impossible. But when you're sitting here for a fourth season, looking up at a standings where you don't see a path forward, it makes this part of the schedule really fucking hard to get through. And it makes this part of the schedule really hard to get excited about. The hockey, it gets really hard to to get pumped for. And again, I think the thing that I have been holding on to this entire time, as I think a lot of Blue Jackets fans have been holding on to, is the opportunity to see these young guys start to develop and turn into the players that we know that they can be. Ken Johnson, Cleveland. David Juracek, get a place, stay here, go back down to Cleveland, come back up here. Finally, now that people are injured, you're seeing him get top four minutes. Good, right? Like, not good that David Severson's hurt, but good that he's getting that opportunity. Um, you know what I mean? Like, we're just not the things that we're like excited about <laughs> this young, this young wave coming through Columbus is not, is not generating the kind of hype right now because of the situations that are being put in right now to excite me enough. I miss that. I need that. I need that pumping through while we're still dealing with this whole not being a playoff team quite yet. got it anyway (laughs) it's my soapbox uh i'm happy to get off of it now for you to respond to whatever part of that you want to i gave you a lot so whatever you want to yeah um 
No, I, I see where you're coming from. And trust me, I know that you haven't been as present on it lately. Um, and I've been sort of running the show. But trust me, Blue Jacket social media also is upset about the young guys not getting the time and not getting the attention and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Um, so I don't think that you are alone in that thought process, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, misery loves company, I guess. So, and I don't disagree. Like, I don't disagree. I think they may be being a little um, kid glovey with Adam. Like, I don't think that they're ready to put him into situations where he could really get his confidence like shattered. Um, and so I think much like Anaheim's being with Leo Carlson, I wish the Chicago Blackhawks were protecting Connor Bernard a little bit better, but like, you know, I think people are being a little bit more delicate with these, you know, rookies that are so talented and they don't want to, you know, but you also need to give him the benefit of the doubt and at least try it. And if he doesn't respond well or whatever, then you back off of it. But like, I don't think that you should just take it away from him um, because at this point, what the hell is it going to hurt? Well, and who's currently responding to adversity on this roster? Well, no one. Well, right. So it's like, if he does it, okay. And right. Like, and maybe again, me being a little bit of a pessimist, but right. Like that's where my brain goes. Right. Um, So I definitely see that situation. And also I think sometimes a lot of more um, laid back fans don't quite understand that if we have a game where we take a lot of penalties and are on the PK all the time, a lot of players aren't going to get to play because they don't play on special teams. So which we have been doing quite a bit. Um, and so that's why some of the younger players aren't seeing as many minutes because we are taking so many penalties and being on the, the PK it, for so much time during a game. Um, same can be said with us taking pointless power plays because it really doesn't matter if we're on the power play. I know it's been slightly better over the last couple of games, but nonetheless, most of those younger players don't play on the special teams. So that's why they sit. I don't think that's something that certain fans consider. Um, I know I didn't initially when I first started being a fan, but it's just one of those situations. So if we have those high penalty or penalty um, kill moments, like they're just not going to get the playing time. Um, I will say that there are, I think more bright spots getting there then and they get overshadowed um johnny's played really well the last few games and like a lot of who he is has really come back his unassisted goal the other night was so beautiful it reminded me so much of like his first couple goals last season when he came here like he just looked so much more like himself and so so much more comfortable and just confident in the situation. So I think that is a really bright spot. Um, obviously, well, up until today when they announced that he's on IR, but for an illness, not for an injury. 
Elvis has been playing so well. Um, it doesn't show necessarily in the score sheet because we tend to shit the bed in the third period and that doesn't look great on a goalie score sheet to have a loss. Um, Spencer Martin's been playing very well. Um, Tarasov is playing again in Cleveland and is now 2-0 and um, and doing really well. So that's a positive, um, you know, can't really say much about Patrick because it's just a situation. But, you know, there are bright spots. Um, the Russian line has been getting a lot of great um, chemistry together and, like, really, like, supporting each other, which I think is great. Because also I think people don't think about how it's so much more easy to <laughs> to feel comfortable in your teammates when you can communicate with them. Not that Margie and Chinny can't communicate, but, like, Dmitry Ronkov can't communicate with the other players. Like, there was a funny quote from... Chinnikov the other day that said, he said, Vronkov is so far from learning English. Like, and he's so far from it that he speaks to everyone in Russian. Like, even Texier, who's French. So, like, he just is really far from being able to speak English. Um, and so he needs that. And I think that that's really shown in a comfortability for all of them. Um, but yeah, Cole was playing really, really well. He's now injured, um, but he was definitely a bright spot. And, you know, our star, our boy, Adam Fantilli, like he is getting his moments, even though there are not as many moments as we would like for him to be able to have. But, you know, slowly but surely. But then everything else is kind of a dumpster fire. Um so I don't think we're going to talk about any of the particular games, but we did add three people to IR today and trade away a player. So, and since we've last talked, we had thought that a player wanted to go back home to Russia and then that quickly turned around pretty quick. And then you've learned that another Russian player might not want to be in Columbus anymore because he feels like he's being underutilized. So, um, Oh, did you read today that Emil Bamstrom once traded? Yeah, duh. I know, but it was just, but then we called him up, which was funny. Um, yeah, the timing was pretty good there. But give scouts a good opportunity to look at him again against NHL talent. It's never a bad thing. Yes. So today we placed on IR Adam Boquist for at least four weeks Fucking with hell. a shoulder strain. I just want him to change his number. Like, I just want him to not be a blue jacket. Like, what's the point anymore? Okay, I'll agree with you on that. Like, um, I want, like, I want, him, like, the the discourse on this Seth Jones trade changes significantly with the element that Adam Boquist is not in any way, shape, or form hit his potential. In most part, because of the injury history. Like, I don't want to like say it's just because of him. Like, there's obviously not good luck there. But that trade, we still win it, but that trade feels more and more every day like it was a <laughs> – like he's not involved in it and, like, it's there's just the rest of the stuff. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the draft pick that turned into Cole Sillinger 
Um, right? Yeah. yeah, Cole. Okay, I like always in my head, I'm like, was it Cole or Kent? Cole or Kent? It was Cole. It was Cole. Um, yeah. It was Cole. Yeah. What am I struggling with here? I'm unsure. Who did we get the pick that we got? No, it wasn't either of them. It was Cole, but then it was also what I was confusing in my head. It was Cole, but then it was also um, their first round pick the next year is what I was struggling with. Because I was like, we their pick was not that low. I was like, but then I was remembering that I was mixing up my ears. So I'm back here now. It was we got there, folks. Thank you. We got there. It was the first round pick that turned into Cole Cylinder that year, and then the next year it was the pick that turned into David Yurichek. I'm there. I'm there now because Denton Matejak is what our original pick was, which was later, which was the flip that I did in my head. Anyway, thanks for being here on my thought process, folks. Um, yeah, no. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Adam Boquist, IR for at least four weeks. Yep. We placed Elvis on IR due to an illness. He's only supposed to be out for a week. Um, so fingers crossed. I was very afraid that he was hurt because some of the saves that he's been making lately have been very risky in a way of injury. Um, so, but it's okay. It's just probably the flu. So, woohoo, I guess. Um, and then Cole Cylinder, of course, who's been out the last couple of games with an upper body. They said week to week with Cole. So they didn't really give a timeline. But in that place, we have called up Columbus Blue Jackets fan favorite, Nick Blankenberg. Yeah. Emil Bemstrom and Jet Greaves. So it's going to be an interesting couple of games. I have a question um, to ask you about Elvis's illness. What? You think it's like a chest? He's got like some mucus maybe? Because if he does, do you think that mucus kind of like is like thick like oil? He's not going to Edmonton, you asshole. Could that be what the illness is? He's not going to Edmonton. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to. He hears me talk all about how difficult my week is. (laughs) And then he brings up Elvis going to Edmonton just to be a dick. I don't know what kind of level of care you're going to need if that happens. A lot. Okay, got it. Okay, noted. Um, yeah, it will be an interesting week. <laughs> the- and they've uh, they changed um, Tarasov's, um, what's it called when they can send them to Cleveland without putting them on waivers? Loan or conditioning stint? Conditioning from a IR one to a... Just a regular one. So I'm sorry. I'm bad with those hockey terms. You know, and I honestly don't even know what that means. Like, I, I don't know what that like in terms of like, because that was the first I had never, that, I had never heard of the first one that no. they put him on. Well, and I frankly, like, it also makes you wonder, like, I was a little bit surprised maybe that they called Jet up. Maybe I shouldn't have been. But like, there's no, a part- that makes sense. They want Terry to play down there first. I think it's only because, I mean, like, part of it is because of the complication of like sending Tarasov back 
to Cleveland then at that point, um, which tells you that at some point they're going to need to make a choice on what they want to do to move forward. Like they're going to have to figure it out with Spencer Martin, Elvis and Tarasov. Like it's just hard to imagine that they're going to be able to keep playing this limbo unless they just keep doing the thing that happened a couple of years ago where it was like, you were doing it with Corpy, Tarasov, and Elvis. Now, granted, I think Tarasov didn't have the same kind of – I think he was waivers ineligible. But where it just so happened that, oh, when Elvis got healthy, Corpy got hurt, so Terry stayed up. Oh, when Corpy was better, uh, Elvis got hurt, so Terry stayed up. So it kind of feels like it could be one of those scenarios if they don't get out of this injury hell. But Yes. And then the time has come, okay. and we bid adieu. Oh, to yeah. Eric Robinson, who was traded to the Buffalo Sabres today for a conditional seventh round pick, which is yeah. essentially nothing because the condition is that he plays 45 games for them this season. I think it's 35, 36. They have 45 games left is what I thought I read. They should have more than 45 games. Oh, or maybe it's, he has to play 45 and 56. It's something like that. They have 56 it's 45 games. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I don't think that that will happen because he is injury prone. He gets at least one long-term injury a season. No. So, which means we will not get a random seventh round pick in 2025. Bag of pucks. So, they couldn't even send us like some buffalo wings. They might have. Maybe, but um, but they did acquire his entire cap, his salary cap. So well, that was really like six million. Yeah, and that's the big thing, right? Especially because news came out this week from the board of governors that the salary cap could be rising up to four point five million dollars additionally for the upcoming season. I mean, if you're the Jackets, then even just without doing anything else, you've got $6 million. And that's not even including like what you already were going to have in cap space. Like that's 6 million additional dollars there in the off season to do what you please with. Probably I have to assume they're waiting for a little bit of that to see what they were going to be able to have in terms of their extensions for Kent Johnson and Cole Cylinder and you were like that was, I'm sure part of what helped them wait. And I think they still need to do some waiting because there are still some players like Andrew peak that are being looked at that, have a significant-ish, significant enough cap hit to where that's going to make a difference if they're no longer in the picture with a contract that extends after this year. So we're going to see what happens with all of that here in the near future. But it's funny because I think the other thing that we get in that trade is just not having Eric Robinson be a Columbus Blue Jacket anymore. Like, I think that that is ultimately, like, what we get. I like I like the Eric Robinson story. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I like this idea of being a kid who was undrafted. And I can remember we're getting ready to go into – that playoff run that we honestly probably felt more confident in than the one that we actually did something in, which was the 2018 run where you went in, you played Washington. Well, two or three days, two or three games before that is when they signed this kid from Princeton and he makes his debut against the predators. And it's like, who's this kid? Who the hell knows? They're about like, cause usually right. Like these signing of free agents, they're not like usually this big of a deal. And they're usually not signing the teams that are going to end up being in the playoffs. Like it's just a weird little, like, it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. And so it happens and it's like, oh, this is weird. And so Eric Robinson, he played 266 games for the Blue Jackets. Like that's not nothing, right? Like that's crazy. 
he's been a part of this team for a really long time. It doesn't even feel that way in some ways. And I, I feel bad maybe saying that, but I'm not mad that he's gone. No, uh, I, wish I him think the it, best, but like, yeah, I think it was definitely time for a change. I think they definitely probably assumed that he wasn't going to want to sign when his contract was up. Um, and now he's getting a better opportunity or a different opportunity, I should say. Um, but you know, a little bittersweet. Robbie has been with us for a long time. I'm glad I don't have to watch him not know how to stop anymore. It's a real bonus for me. Um, our hearts go out to, um, Twitter friend Robinson's Renegades for, you know, this difficult time. We are excited to see what your new name is going to be and what, which player you decide (laughs) to, um, support. But yeah, it's been kind of crazy. And we have a crazy game schedule over the next week or so. As you're listening to this on Thursday, we are playing the New York Islanders in New York. Um, And then a back-to-back home, excuse me, home and away. Um, Playing... Oh, St. Louis on Friday at home and then Sunday at home against the Florida Panthers. So lots of craziness. So three and four um, after a really terrible loss to LA. So yeah. And it's three and four is tough. It always is. The Islanders have been honestly like, Trending in the right-ish direction. The Blues are average. And then the Panthers are pretty decent this year. I, Man, you just really need to – you've got one of those games at home. No, two of them. Oh, sorry. Man, you want them to at least get four points out of this. Like, that's how you feel good, right? Yes, agreed. Like, and I don't know if that means a win and two loser points or if that, like, I don't care really what the formula is, but. I would, want... I would like one win at home. So if, if they could, which would probably be against St. Louis, because I don't know that they I can. I feel like we sometimes play pretty well against the Panthers at home. Really? Yeah, like I think like specifically the thing that I always remember, and maybe this is just because I hold on to it because I thought it was kind of cool, but it was the shutout win that Elvis had over the Panthers on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, whichever one. Yeah, I always think about that whenever I think about the Panthers playing in Columbus. Thought you'd like that. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they should hopefully beat the Blues. That's what I'm going to say too. Get a point out of the Islanders, beat the Blues, and then maybe get a point out of the Panthers at home. If or surprise us and just do well in all three. Just win all three. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, it's that would be awesome. But it's going to be a lot of hockey in four days. Do you want to know something interesting? Always. So I was looking up when we were chatting. <laughs> well, first of all, I t- shared this with you yesterday. I had not noticed this. I think it's funny. If you hate me, you hate me. And I don't care. Um, I've been checking out like some different like analytical things on Money Puck, and I forgot that when you 
look at the Blue Jackets on Money Puck, Ivan Provorov's name is the only one that is in an entirely rainbow font. That's really great. Um, but I was looking when you were talking about just like when we were talking about like who were bright spots and like when we were talking about all that kind of stuff, even talking about Robbie getting traded. I was curious to see like which Blue Jackets have the most. Um, one of the stats that I like to look at is like on ice expected goals percentage. So, like when they're on the ice, like what is the expected goal share? Please guess which player is the best for the Blue Jackets. Oh God. Um, can I ask weeding down questions? Sure. Forward defenseman. Forward. Uh, young player or veteran? Young, if you had to pick, if it was a, if it was binary, young. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're not young. It's not around. Patrick. No. Um. Jack hasn't played in several weeks, so. No, he is third though. Um. Boone is considered old. I would call him a veteran. Mm-hmm. Is it Justin Danforth? No. He's been getting a lot of love recently, though. He's been so good. Yeah, and that's a problem because you're going to be devastated when he gets traded. Like, I I can feel it in my bones. He's the kind of player that a team who's about to make a playoff run is going to, like, really try to convince Columbus to trade. And it's going to be a pretty – like, if they try to do it, like, it's going to cost him something because he's got term, too. Like, and he's got, like, low-dollar term. So, like, the Blue Jackets could actually, like, get a decent something out of, out of Justin Danforth, I think. But I don't want them to. I really like I'm him. I'm going to enjoy him for the time being because yeah, he I'm has been very rush. good. I'm not in a rush here. Um, it, it shouldn't be this hard. Like, you're like be cynical. Like, be more cynical than you're being. Texier? No. No, actually, I was going to bring him up, though, because he's bad. <laughs> he's very bad. Um, Marchie? No, I need you to be cynical. Like, be an asshole. About a forward. Yeah. Matthew Olivier. No, he's second, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sean Corrali. No. <sighs> um, oh, you're going to be so pissed. I can't. I, can't, I keep I saying be cynical person. for a reason because I'm like, if you just is like, is this a person I don't like? Yes. But we just lost Robinson, right? Um, and Emil Benstrom hasn't been playing for us. Sure has this season. He's definitely played in the NHL this season. What do you mean? Well, just recently. I mean, are you? This is not as of this week. Well, this is like. Whenever they are on the ice playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets, what percentage of the time are, are the expected goals going toward the Blue Jackets versus the other team? Is it Emil Bemstrom? It's Emil Bemstrom, yeah. Well, that's dumb. 56.8%. Matthew Olivier, 55.7%. Jack Rosovic, 54.2%. Oh, Jack. Dmitry Vronkov, 52.6%. Kuro Marchenko, 52.5%. Adam Fantilli, 52.2%. And Zach Wierenski, 514 Every other Blue Jack is below 50%. Oh. Worst Blue Jacket. Worst? Yeah. 
defenseman. Erica Branson. No, not good though. Um, he's Ivan 20, He's twenty third out of twenty five. Ivan Provorov is sixteen out of twenty five. Um, Jake Bean. Surprisingly, fourteen out of twenty five. Wow, Adam oh, Belquist. Weird, right? Um, nineteen out of twenty five. I'm running out of defensemen. Damon yeah. Severson. Oh, man, no. No, he is uh, to keep on trend 10 out of 25. David Juracek. Oh, man, dude, no. Actually, it's 15. he's 15 out of 25. You, I think you might be down to your last one, to be frank. Andrew Peak. Yeah. 25.5%. In fairness, he's only played five games. Yeah, but that means in those five games... 74.5% of the time, the other team was at a better opportunity to score than the Blue Jackets were when he was on the ice. That's bad. That's what gets you five games in the NHL. People are going to listen to this and be like, she's fucking dumb. I'm no, not. they're not. No, they're not. It's Honestly, though, when the whole team has looked as bad as they have, you're kind of set up for failure when I ask you the question of which has been the worst. That's and when true. you and when the answer to which forward has the best, like if your if your first guess is Emil Bemstrom, you're on crack. So like, yeah, that's true. So I think you're safe on this one, but yeah, it's just weird. It's weird to see. Um, now, obviously, like that is not the full story on any of these players, but it's just fascinating that <laughs> that that's what's going on there. And it's funny too because like you look at like, um, I mean. You've got players who's oh, I'm reading that stat wrong. Never mind. Ignore me. All right. There's a there's a stat called shooting talent above average, and I'm like, does that mean that they're like how much better they're shooting than they normally do? But no, it means that like the average NHL player, like how is their shooting talent? Matthew Olivier is negative twenty eight point nine. That's hilarious. <laughs> But that's not his role. His role is not. No, no, I agree. That's what's, but that that's what makes it funny though. It's like just seeing that. And on the contrary, Patrick Lyons is positive twenty seven point nine. So like that, like. Well, that's why like some stats you shouldn't use to like Correct. gauge an actual player's talents. Like plus and minuses yeah. are not like the most helpful thing when it comes to grading oh, no. a player. But some. Yeah cynical snarky internet trolls will live and die by plus and minuses so well yeah but to be fair we've got a little bit of a beat bias here when our team has a lot of minuses in front of it and we don't want that to mean much so that's true i think we might be some revisionist history there but i hear you um no i mean all of this is to say Right, like, I think that I'm trying to find a way to, like, and maybe this is the metaphor, like, I'm trying to think of a way to, like, put a pretty bow on this conversation about, like, what's going on with the Jackets right now, but maybe there isn't one, like, maybe there isn't a bow that fits around this pile of chaos, like, maybe it just is right now, and, like, I don't want to be okay with that, but, like, do we have a choice, really, in, in the contrary? Like, what's what's next? Like, what's the thing that's going to happen next that's going to make people calm down about all this? Like, my my expectation is the answer to that question is nothing. Like nothing is going to make people calm down about this unless they just start winning like crazy. It's yeah. always going to be the next extreme, right? It's always going to be fire the head coach. It's always going to be fire the GM. It's always going to be that stuff. But like, until it happens, like I don't, I don't even know how much I want to get into the business of, of 
making those claims or doing all that kind of stuff. Like, I kind of just want to just like let this happen. Like, I almost want to for my video game players out there, all my NHL players. When you're like just in it for the transactional stuff as a GM and you just simulate through the season and you watch a whole month go by. Like that's kind of who I want to be as a fan right now. Just happens to be a fan that has to be a little bit more tuned in because I talk about it. But like And he has a co-host who refuses to let us not talk about it. Right. Then that's who I want to be right now. Like that's the like kind of person I want to be. I just want to see the calendar turn and like see what the record is at the end of the month. And then be like, okay, got it cool tuning in but until then like i don't know like yeah we're not finding a lot of middle ground these days it is one extreme or the other and which is just makes things more chaotic because you know the internet's already a wasteland but it gets real dark when we skew to one side um versus the other but I think that's just the train we have to ride right now until a more clearer picture becomes available or until we all just resign ourselves to the chaos of another season and hope for things to be better. You know, I think the Ozzy Osbourne is the conductor of this train. <laughs> I was going to do, do the yell that he does. And how would you have gone about that? I'm so curious. <laughs> Okay. Which so, one, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the one like at the beginning of that song specifically? Or are you talking about yeah. like this, this? Oh, okay. The yellow in the beginning of Crazy Train. Yeah. Um but you're laughing at me for having the impulse the impulse to do this. Whereas listeners, I want you to know that at least four times while we were at our dear friend Stevens and Abby's wedding on I'm, Saturday. I'm so nervous. Jeremy turned and looked at me and said, I really want to bark at you. (laughs) Four times. Four times did my best friend and business partner turn and look at me and say, I really want to bark at you. I wish. I wish that I could tell you all that she's a lying asshole. (laughs) She's not. I don't know why that's been my thing recently. I think it's so funny. I don't know what it is. I need to stop doing it because it's so stupid. But like, I like, (laughs) so funny. (laughs) At first I thought it was like a a weird, like I was like, is something wrong with me that you want to bark at me? But then he just kept saying it, so... I really had to drive that point home, you know? Four times oh, in man. one evening. Oh, I'll tell you what. that That's some funny shit. I think. So, yeah. So, don't think it's so weird that I wanted to do the crazy train scream. It wasn't weird. I just really now wish I would not have, like, said anything that would have gotten you to not act on that impulse. Like, I wish that I would have been able to see that happen. That's what I'm upset about. See? You ruined the moment. Not the first time. Probably not the last. Let's call a spade a spade. Well, outside all of the um, craziness in the Blue Jackets locker room and on the ice, we did welcome back two beloved former Blue Jackets over the last week, 
with welcoming Corpy back last oh, Friday. I was like trying to figure out who the other one was. I was like, Gabby, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we played Ottawa. And then, of course, this past Tuesday with uh, Vladislav Gavrikov. Um, both got very touching videos. Both got standing ovations. Both very well-deserved um, I had to be a little bit more standoffish about the Corpy one because I was going to get in my feels because um, you all know I love a goaltender um, and Corpy was one of the good ones. Um, but you know what, though? There's some revisionist history in this, too, because you hated Bob. Did I hate Bob? I think you were pretty you were pretty like. I hated Bob when he left. You were pretty cynical of Bob. Like, the tarmac incident, you were always pretty, like... Oh, that, yeah, because I have no tolerance for um, shady business. Except Um, for when we are the dealers of the shady business, of course. That's true. Um, And because he had upset my beloved Cameron, and I have cannot stand for that. Um, Who would you be? Uh no, I don't I wasn't I was a fan of Bob until he his attitude and stuff started to become a problem and then I was not. Um and when he joined in on the Artemi Panarin train of like being weird about Columbus. So I mean fair. But I have never I thought you were gonna say I was weird about Corpy, and I was like, I never I I'm have always loved Corby. Yeah, no, I know you have. Yeah, you're a big Corby fan. Um, so yes, we welcomed back Corby. We welcomed back Gabby. Um, we did send Corby home with a loss. We did not send Gabby home with a loss. In fact, we sent them home with a new record for the most wins on the road consecutively. Yeah, we did do that. That was nice of us. So, and I was really confused as to why people on the internet thought that there was going to be a video for PLD and this is now like the third team or no, no it's the he's second been team around, yeah. on since he wasn't a Blue Jacket so we're not going to do that and nor will we ever so but and it was nice that all the Russian players got to see Gavi and make fun of him and stuff because I guess Gabby said to the LA press that he was glad that he didn't have Marchenko around pestering him all the time anymore. That's and asking any questions. I like so, that. That's good. But two two warm and fuzzy moments. But to you a warm and fuzzy moment? I've never known it to be true. Hey, I need them more than ever. Don't we all to some extent? But yeah, no, that's fair. It's very fair. But, but yeah. Love it. I do have one more hockey thing. I love when you have hockey things because I have no more. <laughs> I do. They've officially decided that the 2024 draft in Las Vegas will be the very last one in its current format. And it's going to be in the sphere. That's so weird. So it's going to have things broadcasted on the outside of the building. So. It's so strange. I I was listening to Puck Soup and (laughs) 
Han McAdoo was like, it's like the way in which you try to kill hockey journalists by going from Montreal to Nashville to <laughs> to Vegas for your like three drafts in a row. Like you're trying to kill off the the old heads, like <laughs> still acting like they can party, but they can't. Yeah, it's going to be madness because you know that they're going to do a lot of crazy shit because it's the last one in this format. What do you want to be on the sphere, on the outside of the sphere? What out-of-pocket NHL-related content item would you like to be on? I want the the whole of Las Vegas to boo at the sphere when Gary Bettman comes on. So you want, like, Gary Bettman to, like, just be the sphere and you want everybody who's a citizen in Las Vegas to just go ham? Yeah. I want it to be gritty. I want it to be, I just want it to be like the, the mascots. No, just like his hair, like around the entire, like, you know what I mean? I would rather it be Bowie's hair because mm. it's a more appealing color. But I love orange. I know you do. Wait. And I love blue. Damn. That you said more appealing. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm taking that so fucking personally. That's insane. More appealing. Anywho. It's, it's not sphere. that I don't like orange. It's just not that appealing. I just I don't like it. <laughs> Very plain and simple. I just, I just don't like gritty. I just want it to be his ass. He scares me. And he and scares the, me. The under the bridge troll gremlin doesn't no i find him fascinating (laughs) (laughs) if you find gritty if you you have to find gritty at least fascinating at least trolls in theory could be real gritty isn't anything he is a furball gritty is somebody's uncle in philly like gritty is somebody like tell the truth gritty is if cousin it fell into a like liquid vat of weird chemicals i just you know and i know that neither one of us had any say in this right Mm -hmm. i don't think that we get to be the authorities on which mascots are good or bad because at one point in time we did march a penis onto (laughs) ice and said what you don't like him Oh my gosh, I don't think that you clocked this conversation that I was oh, having on no, Twitter. Oh, no, I did. Are you, the hat? Like, you want to get me a, the boomer hat? Like, uh, somebody, yeah, no, I saw that. I, you thought I wasn't clue, clued into that? I'm always clued into boomer, baby. I may or may not have been communicating with the people who make that hat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I missed that if that was happening on our Twitter. No, it's been happening via email. Okay, got it. Okay, Jesus Christ. You didn't see it. It was really cool. And it's really cool in the picture. No, I mean, I saw, like, the picture. Well, you that's a terrible picture that I took of it, because we were so far away. Yeah, but still. But it looks just like your tattoo. I love that. I love that. It's your own way of bringing Boomer back to life. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, please don't let what I just said about Boomer let anybody think that I don't love that man. I do. Like, <laughs> it's just that, like, I don't know that we get to be the authority. So. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a wall, a wall decal made of Boomer for you. 
Can it be the one where he's like, you know what I mean? You know exactly what I'm about to say. Can it be that one? Yes, the one where he's standing in a very... Yep. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> Maybe he's the magic we need. Maybe they do need to pull his costume out of... Been saying it. Been saying it for years. And I'll I will tell you what. Let him know, run free. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying this to the people who I know would have anything to do with this. And so I hope you're listening. And I hope that you're genuine in the way that you think about my offer. You know my means. You know what we get from doing this show. You know what I do for a living. You tell me (laughs) the thing that you think justifies it, the amount of money services goods labor whatever have you you tell me that number and consider it done if i just get to be the person inside of the costume (laughs) and it's done it's it's done like i'm i'll do it i'll do it i don't know what i also say this is for him and not don't take things away from me for him being boomer (laughs) no this is just for me no 100 and i'm owning that um, I think you're tall enough to be in the costume. I think I'll get stilts. I think I will get that surgery that's incredibly painful that makes you have to grow two inches. I will do whatever I need to to within my means. Again, that's a really important asterisk if people are listening. Within my means. So I'm thinking like a Big Mac to be <laughs> boomer. Like I will do it so fast. I think I've got the personality. I think I, I embody want- what he is. I want you to do it, but then come back in a real, like, crazy way. Like, they lower you from the ceiling. Nah, I didn't say all that. Nah, I didn't say all these heights and shit. And I can't skate. Okay, here's the other piece. I can't skate. So if Boomer needs to skate, that's a problem. <laughs> we gotta work on that. Um, Boomer I don't think Boomer... only come out on the ice if you roll the carpet out. That's not in my rider. That's not in Boomer's rider, though. Boomer, Boomer will not be skating. In the or I think just do it and then you just appear in the stand somewhere and like it's <laughs> got this visual of like it's dark in nationwide arena it's pitch black everything's about to start for the pregame ceremonies for the 2024-2025 season and just a quietly, spotlight quietly Boomer has walked out and by that I mean me has walked out, <laughs> has walked out into like the like most visible place i probably like the fan lounge is probably like where yeah where they have the second t-shirt cannon yeah boom spotlight and it's accompanied with the with the cannon and then it goes out again and then he's never seen again (laughs) and then they do the light again and he's not there oh shit and then they do the light on center ice and boomers in the middle how are you getting to the middle you thought decoy boomer. I'm not putting a boomer costume on decoy boomer. It doesn't have to be you decoy boomer at the fan zone. I'm volunteering Kyle. I think Kyle would do it with you. Is it too short? <laughs> no, you're probably right. We're probably the same height. You and Kyle are the same height. I was going to say Mike Todd hangs out around there anyway for all of his. I'm not putting Mike Todd through this. I think my job would be a willing participant. <laughs> I think, and you know it. 
That's true. Oh um, my god. I told y'all it was going to be one of those. Well, there you go, powers of be. This is Jeremy's request. Yeah, please. Anyway, to make a long story short, please. <laughs> or at least at the Halloween game. So it's like kind of scary that you. I mean, it could be a preseason game for all I <laughs> care. I don't care when it is. I don't care what. I don't care. It could be the triple A Blue Jackets for all I care. I just want that moment. I want to be a boomer. Hey, someone green lighted him once. It can be, it can happen. <laughs> but I'll do again. it again. <laughs> and they green lighted him for that random trick or treating video. Which is at still, Cam's house. It, I am a disciple of that video. You I were show ev- so excited. I show everybody that video that I know. And I, and I tell them the entire context and history of Boomer and who he was and why he's important to me and also to the fifth line. And, and I'm like, and then he's gone. And he's been gone for forever. So then a few years ago, right, artistic genius brings Boomer back. And I need you to watch this to get the full effect. And then I play it for them. And they're like, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, I know. Like, yes. And also iconic, like because that's my hero. I'm glad you have this conversation regularly. It's every Halloween. <laughs> you know what they say, for those about to rock, fire. We salute you. <laughs> Jesus. You're really getting Whoa. Into oh oh oh. oh oh oh. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But Anyway, do you have any other happy hockey news or are we just going to hope for the best in this next three out of four games for the Columbus Blue Jackets? Or three games in four days, I should say. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's anything else. I think we've covered it all. And so. I think, And I think for not having a show flow to start this episode this is another one usually here's the thing here's your here's your giveaway if you're listening to the show and i say uh like this one it's gonna be one of those it's because before we've started recording i've told laura i don't have a plan for this episode i'm just gonna hit record and i hope it goes well and so this was one of those i did think of one final thing go right ahead kind of two um it was dad's weekends last weekend's so a lot of the Blue Jackets dads got to go, um, which now in hindsight makes me sad because they did like an interview with Eric Robinson's dad. <laughs> and yeah. now he's not a Blue Jacket. But hey, maybe they haven't missed Buffalo's parent weekend and maybe he'll get to go again. Um, and <laughs> I found it really funny that Patrick Line took his girlfriend to the Dua Lipa, the Dua Lipa concert. So, yeah, that feels right. Because I was just imagining him doing the devil dance. You know, the, ooh, she's a devil. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I, I do hope that they did. I also hope that Adam Fentilli was, like, also there with them. Because I just feel like he doesn't go anywhere that Patrick doesn't go. Who did he so. say his favorite artist? Was he, did he... Was he a Morgan Wallen and Zach Bryan human? Mm-hmm. I don't know if the crossover is there. I don't know if the Doja. I don't know. I might be the crossover, oh, to be frank. Did I get it wrong? Was it Doja Cat? Or Dua Lipa that was here? 
Oh, it's Doja Cat. Yeah. Damn it. I was. I was at first. No, that's okay. It's not at all. That's why I was like, I think I know what you're talking about, but I wasn't positive. But now I'm there. But Doja Cat does sing the devil song, right? Yes. Yeah. And that was what got me. That's why I was like, that's why if you saw me, like, I was like, devil, what does she mean? And I was like, oh my God, Doja Cat. We got there. We did. I swear I'm hip. I've always said that about you. You haven't, actually. I know. I do say you're cool. Stop that. People are gonna you think do. people are gonna think that I mistreat you. And I really only do it on the show. That's true. Well, sometimes you do it in person. Like when you is say it, you want to bark at me. Okay, sure. But is it norm not nine times out of ten, it's mistreating you because it's like to prove a point to like get you to like be nicer to yourself. It's all this weird psychology that I have going on. You do make fun of how I say words sometimes. Yeah. That's not me being, that's just me being a person. That's one out of ten. I said nine times out of ten. That's one out of ten. Okay. I'm not perfect. (laughs) Didn't claim to be. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Oh, that got you good. That was funny. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. You have a Michigan accent. I've actually learned that. Actually, no, follow up. Maybe you don't. This is a test. if something is, um, oh, I'm trying to think of like the way to ask you the question without giving you the word. Oh, so you know how like when you have like March Madness or you have, you know, uh, the Stanley Cup and people do like the brackets and they usually call it like a bracket and it begins with a C, C-H. A L L. Challenge. Okay, say it again. Challenge. Okay, so you don't have it's not Michigan that you have. Michiganders. People say challenge. Very challenge. Very like wide. Um, it's like challenge. Um, you also have to realize that some of the way, reasons why I say things the way that I do is because I went to speech therapy for like six years. So, like, I <laughs> see so your speech therapist was just like from a yes. part of the country that like was very like transatlantic in the way that it said like bag. Yes, I love that. I do love that actually. Like, that's not even me being an asshole. It's like the one, like I told you, I met that one person in Finland who was British when she spoke English, and it was because she learned English from. British, British television. Yeah, and so like her, she like was never lived, never lived there, but had a British accent when she spoke English because that's how she learned it. It's the Madonna factor. I've always said that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. When Madonna, <laughs> when Madonna was married to Guy Ritchie, um, she, the movie director, she would speak. <laughs> Thank you for that. In a weird, um, slightly British accent. Um, oh. Yeah. And then just, when they got divorced, she stopped. I just can't stop thinking about it. Every time I hear Madonna's name, Bart Uber, back from Poshy's She's a crazy wedding. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just her. Oh, man, that was rough. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, then you probably never will. But, all right, Laura. 
Well, our chaos is coming to an end here vocally, but of course our chaos never really ends. And I don't have to tell you that, like, you know it as well as I do. So let the folks know where they can find the chaos that manages to make its way through the filter. That is our, the, the, the smallest of filter and, you know, yes. uh, any amount of self-respect that we have left. <laughs> where can they find that living? Well, they can follow our personal Twitter accounts at ITR Jeremy and ITR Laura. They can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. Uh, they can follow us also on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. And if you would like to get someone a super cool holiday gift and or support your two favorite hockey podcasters, we do have a merch store subjectivelymerch.com and lastly you can rate review and subscribe on whatever podcast platforms you're listening to us on particularly apple podcasts you can scroll on down hit five stars it is our favorite number and yeah other than that oh i forgot to mention we don't know how the algorithms work um we just know that all of your likes and ratings and subscriptions and whatnot helps us get noticed in uh, the hockey podcast charts and helps to bring more people to this lovely little community we are community of ours uh but other than that we have missed you we're so glad we're back and we just love you all so much that we do and until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time make sure you take care of yourselves take care of one another remember that hockey is for everyone we really do and truly mean everyone and we will talk to you all next time bye